Beloved, today we will take a creative look, yet not an unfaithful rendering, of Luke 24, 13-35. This was the narrative after the crucifixion, when everyone thought that Jesus was dead. Seemingly, the crucifixion was another way of saying, everything is fiction. Now, all hope was squeezed out. Death seems to win. Thus, we go back to the story of the two lesser-known disciples of Jesus who decided to go back to Emmaus instead of staying in Jerusalem. Why? Jesus was dead. But what happened here was something anticlimactic. When all hope seems lost, when the soul seems so weary, when life seems so lifeless and death seemed to win, we are reminded of the very heart of the Christian message what is central to our belief is central to our lives. Jesus is risen. Let me read it first from the NASB version. Quote, And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things which had taken place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? And they stood still, looking sad. One of them, named Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, The things about Jesus the Nazarene, was a prophet mighty indeed in word in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things happened. But also some women among us amazed us when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women also had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. And they approached the village where they were going, and he acted as though he were going farther. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is getting toward evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he had reclined the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and breaking it, he began giving it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to one another, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? And they got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem, and found gathered together the eleven and those who were with them, saying, The Lord has really risen and has appeared to Simon. And they began to relate their experiences on the road and how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. End quote. Luke 24, 13, 235, NASB. 
You're listening to Cross Radio, and today let's journey once more on the road and walk together with these two downtrodden disciples. They may very well be needed today, especially in this season of global pandemic wherein death seems to win. We need once more to remind ourselves what happened 2,000 years ago and hold fast to the hope of our lives. That Christ came, Christ died, and yes, Christ has risen. What is central to our belief is central to our lives. Have a good and godly day. Hey, hey, Twister Hover here, and I'm so excited to share to you stories, anecdotes, and truths from the sacred writ that intertwine with our daily realities. This is Cross Radio, and welcome to the podcast that's all about the Christocentric word to the Christo-needing world. Something happens when the scripture is revealed as it should be. You see the face of glory. You savor the wonders of grace. You hear the heartbeat of God. This was from the article entitled Maybe Messiah, posted last April 12, 2020. Maybe Messiah. A reimagining of Luke chapter 24, where Jesus met with the two disciples along the road to Emmaus. Maybe Messiah. Both of them were downcast, depressed, downtrodden. The seven-mile walk from Jerusalem will not be an easy walk, not because of the distance, not because of the dangers ahead nor the toils along the way. Everything was heavy because their hearts were. Along the road to Emmaus, these two disciples bore a cross they weren't supposed to bear. The destination pointed to Calvary, not Emmaus. All roads pointed to the crucified. But what if they missed out on something else? They should have stayed, but off they went. They'll go to Emmaus. All they saw was the tomb and everything it represented. Maybe they'll go home. Maybe they'll run away. Maybe they won't return. Maybe, maybe, as if they haven't exhausted all the maybes in life. Maybe their master was the one. Maybe their faith was indeed real. Maybe everything was planned out for good. Maybe the unthinkable will happen. Maybe, maybe. Then someone tagged along. Now, three's a company. Misery wants it badly, right? Maybe, maybe. The third man asked them, quote, What are you discussing? Why so serious? End quote. Are you the only one who knows not these things? Are you the joker? Of course, erase the last line. That's not on the original script. But why were they downcast, they say, the most powerful nation and the most religious of all groups? Plus, all of hell conspired together to crucify the rabbi. And where is he now? Inside that tomb? Rotting on the ground? Maybe. Body stolen? Maybe. The third man was quick to go back to the sacred writings. 
Have you not studied the scriptures? Let's go back to the scriptures. Scriptures? They might have asked. Why go back to it when everything's not really falling into place? We are in a mess. Everything's not going according to plan. Everything's quite jumbled into complications. Hope was buried. Dead. Death has won today. Death will win. Always. The third man was calm, firm on his resolve. The scriptures will tell you everything. But we're too downcast to listen to it. They might have thought. Well, unless you listen to it intently, you'll never understand why things should happen the way it is happening now. Quote, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. End quote. Luke 24, 27. The third person, the pilgrim, reminded them of the Holy Writ. Have you missed out the point on Eden when the curse fell upon men? That it also fell upon the devil? That the woman's seed will crush the serpent's head while it strikes his heel? That the evil done to him was meant by God for good, like what happened to Joseph? That the tabernacle where God's glory settled will soon dwell with men? That there will come a time that there will be a greater judge, a greater prophet, a greater priest, a greater king, someone greater than Moses is to come, someone tougher than David, someone wiser than Solomon, that the prophet Isaiah was right that the conquering Messiah will be the suffering servant also? The two disciples were silent. Somehow, what was downcast was slowly cast down. They were listening to the voice of the only way, the only truth, the only life. Truth found a way to lead them back to life. Something happens when the scriptures is revealed as it should be. You see the face of glory. You savor the wonders of grace. You hear the heartbeat of God. All the scriptures speak about Christ. And unless you see it, everything will merely be a rendezvous of maybes. Soon the three of them journeyed into the night, all with bright sparkle in their eyes, all with burning passion in their hearts. They listened. They broke bread. They gave thanks. And in the face of death and depression, they listened to the glimmer of hope that came from the heavens. They listened to the Word of God. They listened to the God of the Word. Quote, Did not our hearts burn within us while He talked to us on the road? While He opened to us the Scriptures? End quote. Luke 24, 32b. These were the words that came out of their mouths when the third sojourner disappeared. The God of the Word opened up their hearts to freshly receive the Word of God, and it brought them hope, unshakable hope. They knew the Scriptures before, now it was different. They understood that the Scriptures should be read differently to be understood. You need to know the one who wrote it. To fully get a grasp of its point that it's all about him thus looking back at the event on calvary what they knew now was not death singing the final song there's more 
The Christocentric scriptures assures them of that. Now, they know what to tell others. They are on the move. They have a mission to do. Now they go back to Jerusalem. Both of them now have a message to tell the others, cowering in fear and sadness. It was not the torture, the pain, and the death. All these will take place. It was not even, quote, maybe, end quote. It was something else, something good, something sure. Quote, and they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. End quote. Luke 24, 33-35 The Lord has indeed risen.